0: Hello, I'm Kate Freeman, and this is The Daily Dollop. The Daily Dollop podcast is proudly brought to you by The Capital Chemist, Australia's premium community pharmacy where loyalty matters. On this episode of The Daily Dollop, I'm chatting about healthy snacking. We're going to go deep into what to eat and how to develop a healthy daily snacking habit. Welcome back to the show. What a podcast it's been this week. We are four episodes into our five episode snacking series and. I hope you have been getting a lot out of this. I'm going through the Satisfying Snacks module that's part of my online program over at the Healthy Eating Hub. That's a four-week module that teaches people how to eat well for the rest of their life. I'm super, super passionate about that. I want to remove the stress and the rules from healthy eating. I want to equip you with the tools to make your own decisions about food. I don't just want to give you a meal plan and tell you what to eat. And that's what I'm really passionate about. So definitely head to the show notes and check out that module. It's only $39 a month to subscribe and access all the modules online, videos, recipes, example days, lots of inspiration, live chat support with my team. It's Amazing. So definitely check that out. But also, if you'd like to just follow along the podcast more with some, you know, daily tips and things alongside the podcast, then why don't you join me in the Daily Dollop In crowd? The Daily Dollop In Crowd is a special group of wonderful people who support the podcast financially. And so for only $4 a month, you can join the Daily Dollop In Crowd. Join our private Facebook group. I'll be sharing practical recipes and things from the episodes. You can chat to me over there as well as there being a monthly dollop supporter newsletter. So check out the link in the show notes there. Supporting the show is super, super amazing. Just helps us get the show out there to more people. So really appreciate your support and a huge shout out to the Daily Dollop in crowd for your amazing support of the show. It's because of them that we actually were able to bring back the show because it got cancelled this year with Canberra going into lockdown. And so I am super, super grateful and super happy to be so far into our 12-week season that got support from the in-crowd and support also from our incredible sponsor, The Capital Chemist. So yeah, if you are keen to get involved in either of those things, check out The Capital Chemist, join the Healthy Eating Hub online program or become part of the Daily Job in-crowd. All the information for you is in the show notes. So let's get stuck into talking snacks. We've gone through a lot these last three episodes and I've got more for you. There's two more episodes to go guys. But what I'm going to do now is in the next two sessions is really talk about habit building and the art of long-term change. And so one of the key things that I've found over the years and in my career as a nutritionist is knowing what to eat Knowing what to eat is all well and good, but if you can't translate that into a meal on your plate, right, three times a day, seven days a week, 52 weeks a year, and it's not too expensive or too difficult and, you know, your to- fuzzy toddler eat it, right, that nutrition information is completely useless to you. And so I'm really passionate about helping people understand not only the nutrition information, but helping them then apply it to themselves. And remembering that within all of this, and as hard as it is, that there are no rules. And unlike social media and diet culture, which would tell you otherwise, I'm here to remind you that there aren't any rules, just key nutrition principles that can look a myriad of different ways for people. And so what I want to take you through in this episode is Just the process of change, just when it comes to food, and this is based on the psychology of change, but it's just a nice little analogy that I like to use with members of my program and and clients that I see face-to-face, just to help them understand the process of long-term change, and it is actually different to making temporary change. We make temporary changes when we do a diet, it's just about this 8 or 12 week Thing we're going to do or we're going to cut out XYZ foods for just a short amount of time to achieve a particular result. The process of embarking on temporary short-term change for a short-term goal is very different to thinking about long-term change for a long-term goal. And I'm interested in teaching you how to eat well so that you're still doing it in 20 years time. I'm not interested in teaching you how to do it for 12 weeks. And so the first real key thing that I want to communicate when it comes to change is that change is difficult. It's difficult. It's not easy. Behavior is a complex set of influences and, you know, things that come together that then result in how we actually do life. And when it comes to changing our eating habits, much of the motivation to change is an internal driver. So it's coming from within us. We're wanting to make the change as opposed to there being an external stimulus or something outside or separate to us that's then putting pressure on us and forcing us to change. And the thing with the internal driver being what is motivating us to change is that when things get challenging is that we can take the foot off the accelerator so to speak of that pressure that we're putting on ourselves and then to be like oh it doesn't matter today or I'll just stop this over the weekend or I've messed up now I may as well eat whatever I want and start again on Monday and so what can happen as we wake up Monday morning feeling super motivated and keen to stick to whatever goals we had is that by Friday we don't care anymore and we're, you know, delaying off starting the diet again until next Monday. And so if you can remember that change is difficult, particularly when the motivation to change is internal, it just means that you're coming into it knowing that this is, it's not going to be smooth sailing. You know, Instagram makes us believe that you can just wake up one day and be a healthy eater because there are, just a myriad of transformation photos of what I eat in a day, of influencers and people who just changed their life through healthy eating. And they've got this cascading gorgeous mermaid curls, ponytail while they're holding their green smoothie. And it just, it just covers dietary change in this, I don't know, this disgustingly unrealistic wrapper of I don't know, (laughs) idealistic craziness, when in reality, changing really deep-seated beliefs and values and habits and behaviours and routines around food is really, really challenging. So just remember that. We often don't like change. It's really important to remember that, you know, humans at our core don't particularly like change. Better the devil we know than the devil we don't. And so uncertainty can be a huge part of making us stay the same, even though we don't like who we are saying the same and the thing is is that when you are having to change with internal stimuli as opposed to external stimuli is that you like i said before is you can take the pressure on and off yourself when when the change gets difficult the last thing i want to say on this is that change often feels unnatural and if you think about a particular habit or behavior that you do regularly that you want to change, but finding it hard to. That behaviour is a well-worn path in your brain. And if you remember back my interview with Millie Thomas, who's an eating disorder recovery coach, and she's trained in neuro-linguistic programming, but she talked about eating disorders as being a a behaviour that's become a a bad habit and that there's this eating disorder superhighway in the brain. And I mentioned, yeah, well, I've talked about different food behaviours being a well-worn path and that when you try and do something new and different, it's like stepping off that path and then having to cut through the the bush with a machete. And so it doesn't feel unnatural. It feels difficult. It feels awkward because we're doing something that's unfamiliar to us. And I think having that awareness of that then helps us not freak out when things don't go to plan. It, just because being a healthy Either or improving our diet quality or getting our energy balance right is good for our health, it doesn't mean that it's going to actually feel magical for us. (laughs) And in in most cases, it's going to feel super unnatural and awkward. So when it comes to creating a habit, there's a few things that you need to understand about habits. And it is that they are generally automatic. And so habits essentially there to just help take I guess the the conscious load off the brain for a range of behaviors. We just do them without even thinking. And food easily becomes a habit because in our culture, food is so easy to come by. We don't often have to think about when our next meal is going to come. We know that there's going to be something to eat. Most of us have our homes, our fridges and our pantries stocked with food. There's no food shortages. We could easily get food from a supermarket, a drive through takeaway, a little corner shop, you know, a little restaurant or cafe. There's there's food everywhere. And so because our lives are so busy and food's highly available, a lot of our food behaviours have become automatic. We just grab and go and we eat and do things without even thinking about it because our brain's just like, hey, you're busy. you got other things that you need to think about. Let me take care of this. So in order to change an automatic behavior, one that's not always in your consciousness, it means it has to move from your subconscious to your conscious, which means you have to think about it. And so the very nature of changing a habit means that you now need to think about what you're doing every day. And if you compare that to when you're not having to think about it, if you're doing that in too many areas of your life, it will become overwhelming because now all of a sudden, you know, what you your brain is full of thinking about food all the time, which becomes utterly exhausting because it never used to be like that. And so it's a really good idea to work on one habit at a time. So you're not just putting in this huge amount of mental energy into changing everything about your eating habits all at once. And it's why I created the online program at the Healthy Eating Hub, because I, I'm i interested, like I said, in teaching you how to eat well long-term. So I knowing that, thing, that habits are automatic, that they need to come into your consciousness in order to be changed, which means you're going to have to think about it for a little while before it becomes automatic again, is that you really, I don't want to overwhelm you with too many things to do at one time because otherwise you'll just, you'll hate it. It'll be so stressful. And so keeping in mind that focusing on one habit at a time will help set you up for success. The thing is then once you have decided what your new habit is going to be is thinking about repeating the behavior enough times for your brain to learn it and then take over. Kind of like learning to drive a car or riding a bike and particular, you know, procedures and things that you might learn as part of your job that then you do enough times and it becomes a habit. So the same goes with shopping, planning, cooking and eating. Same, same sort of process. You repeat things enough and your brain will learn it and take over it. But that's that's not all, right? It's not enough to just pick a habit and go, okay, I'm gonna move this over to my consciousness and think about it. I'm gonna just focus on this habit, right? And not everything else. I'm gonna think about what the new habit's gonna be and and repeat that enough. Is that habits actually require two things in order to really embed. Otherwise you'll actually really struggle to make them a part of your life. And that is they need a cue, so something that triggers them to happen, and then they need intrinsic reward, which means that reward is built into the behaviour itself. And so as human beings, we we do particular behaviours that serve us. And it's one of the reasons why we don't stick to fad diets long term is because even though they're getting us quick, drastic results, which we like, on the flip side is we're often eating unfamiliar food that we don't like eating that leaves us feeling unsatisfied. We're having to fast for periods of time or miss out on social situations. And none of these things contain intrinsic reward. In fact, we hate it. I can't tell you how many people that have sat in my office and be like, "I I want to lose weight, but I don't want to eat frigging lettuce and salad. You know, because they've literally done so many fad diets where they've just ate copious amounts of salad and chicken and now they're over it and they've got a negative association with dieting in that way. And so I I I'm all about helping them understand, well, we need to build some intrinsic reward into the behavior. You need to love what you're eating. It needs to feel reasonably easy. If it's too difficult, it won't become a habit because it's just too hard for your brain to automate. You need to break down the steps into smaller achievable chunks. And so what I want to do and finish up with in the last episode tomorrow is just get into more detail around creating a habit when it comes to snacking. Well, that's it for today's episode. Have a think about some of the habits that you might like to focus on. Pick one of them and then we can work through that in the next episode tomorrow. A big thank you to the Capital Chemist and the Daily Dollop in crowd for their continued support of our show. We couldn't do this without them. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode and if you love what you're hearing, please leave us a review.